0: Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Thank you for tuning in today. And today we're joined by Orion Lucas, who attends our church here at Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene. Orion, how are you doing today? I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's good to have you. And uh, Orion is joining us to share his testimony today. Orion, just start out telling us about where you're from and about how you grew up. Well, honestly, I was pretty much... Uh, raised in Harrisonburg, Virginia,
1: all my life. Uh, my mom moved here when I was about one years old, and I've grown up here since. My family jumped around churches, but for as long as I've remembered, we've been here at First Church of the Nazarene. So that's how I found myself here.
2: So, where did your mom move here from?
1: So, she was originally from Panama. Okay. So, that was fun.
2: That is fun. <laughs> Have you been back to Panama?
1: Yeah, a few times. Uh, I think three separate times with my family.
2: That's awesome. That's a great vacation spot, right?
0: Yeah,
1: it is. It's beautiful down there.
2: That's good.
0: So you mentioned that you grew up most of your life in Harrisonburg, and you mentioned that you went to a few other churches before here, but do you remember how your family ended up here at Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene?
1: I remember I've been told stories, but... I'm not completely sure. I know my mom is the one who found this church. And then my mom convinced my dad to join us as we came over here.
2: That's a good way to get to church. Yeah. It's about the way my family got here. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So how old were you when you started attending here?
1: Probably like one or two years okay. old. Okay.
2: So you probably don't remember much about that. Nope. So what are your, some of your first memories of coming here to church what's just like a special memory to you
1: i don't know about special but it's like one of the first memories i have like coming up to mind when i was young when i went to kids church it was pastor vic
2: oh yeah and i
1: remember his uh little puppet Mm -hmm. rabbit i think his name was merlin merlin that's right and i just remember (laughs) them doing that and that was always fun and i remember the um through kids church was like the very first verse i ever memorized which was first corinthians 2 9 no eye is seen no ear is heard no mind is conceived what god has prepared for those who love him mm-hmm. so that was always fun i don't know why i memorized that i think Pastor Vic just had it like for four weeks in a row so i kept on seeing it
2: <laughs> that'll do it yeah so it takes you know if you keep seeing something over and over again it's a little harder to forget yeah
0: Well, uh, Orion, something we have in common, I wasn't quite as young as you were when we started coming to this church, but I remember Pastor Vic and having him in children's church and kids' church, and I remember Merlin and also the puppets and stuff, so just a great way to be introduced to church and to Christ, and uh, do you remember what age you made that commitment to Christ on your own, not just coming with your parents? I'm not sure because
1: I'd come with my parents, but I guess it was ultimately my decision to go where I went because with my family, especially when my mom eventually started working here, we'd get here at like first service at 9am, but then we wouldn't leave until like a third service at 2pm. So during that time, I'd always seem to find myself being dropped off at Kids Church. But then I guess I was like second grade where I started to make the decision I was like, well, I like it here, but I want to expand it. So during second service, I would start doing Bible quizzing. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's when I kind of made a commitment that I wanted to do more
2: mm-hmm.
1: with the church.
2: So you can pretty much say you grew up in this church, right? Yeah, it feels that <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, so you have been, you've definitely been a staple around here. You've just been here and it's good. Um, it's great to have you in here today. Can you think of a time when maybe your mom brought you to church and I think you making that commitment at um, to go to Bible quizzing um, was maybe one of those first commitments. You know, we hear about God. We hear people talk about God at church um, a lot and we're here on our own, you know, our usually our parents bring us not always so is there a time when you heard about God and then suddenly realized, hey this is real now, I know you started quizzing but just a time when God maybe became really real to you in your life
1: that one for me honestly is a bit harder because uh, I think this happens to a few people who are considered like grown up in the church <laughs> or pastors as mm-hmm. well we or hear so often and hear these stories so much that we start to question why, like, we've never experienced mm-hmm. it. But um for some... I feel like my memory would be that it started feeling more real or more plausible, at least, mm-hmm. when I was younger. Mm-hmm. When I started going to, like, church camps and stuff, mm-hmm. where I'd see oh, it's not just at this church, other people are having the same experiences. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like widening my horizons, like, oh, this isn't just something that's secluded here.
2: Right. Yeah, that is one thing good about engaging in activities other than Sunday morning to get into different communities. So once you started going to church camps, did you continue? Was that something you did pretty regular?
1: It's something I uh, did in, like, third and fourth grade, Mm -hmm. maybe. But I, like, I dropped out of it for a long while in my life, Mm -hmm. or at least the district-wide ones. I'd Mm -hmm. still come to, like, our own church private retreats, Mm -hmm. like, fall retreat, and I'd still go to winter retreat. But uh, our church kind of grew a little bit further away from the district Mm -hmm. for a while in the teen aspect, Mm -hmm. and we stopped going to, like, teen camps Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And part of that was because like, it got more expensive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I kind of ended up dropping out of that for a while, but still going to winter retreats because mm-hmm. it was local. And then I think I got back into it when they started introducing Ultra Camp, mm-hmm. which was a kind of Hispanic teen camp that happened in the middle of April. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that kind of brought me back into the district and wanting to help more there.
0: Right. Well, Orion, I know I really got to know you when you were in sixth grade and became part of 3D in the youth group, and I believe uh, your class was actually the first grade of boys that I had all the way from sixth grade to twelfth grade, and you mentioned about um, coming to winter retreat and fall retreat with our church. Um, Just any experiences from those times or any other times you know, throughout your teen years that you would like to share that had an impact on your life?
1: When I was young, maybe not, because, you know, when you're young, you want to focus on God, but you get more distracted and more focused on having fun and meeting new people, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but uh, even good things can be distractions. Mm -hmm. But uh, I remember one winter retreat was when I first met Chris Rizzorio Cruz, Mm -hmm. which later he started interning here and I became really good friends with him. And I think last year at Fall Retreat, they invited me to preach a sermon. And that was really impactful to see, like, to have me focus on a scripture, translating it, and looking for something to relate it to. And, like, how I did it, I think this is also due to just how I grew up in the church and kids' church and stuff. I relate, I feel like... The best way to communicate scripture is through Bible stories, so the I think for forward retreat, my part of a scripture was I had to kind of talk about love mercy, and I ended up relating this to uh Joseph and his brothers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I remember sitting down for like a week or so, a week and a half just reading through the scripture. And then jumping, trying to find anywhere that Joseph's rise to power and his relationship with his brothers and preparing like this 15, 20 minute sermon to talk Mm. to a bunch of students that were pretty much my age and standing in front of them. And then even then afterwards I did a call to the altar and there were about 30 40 students there, and all of them got up to went to the altar, and it was really moving and impactful. So,
2: That's an impactful experience when you realize the power of your words, mm-hmm. you know, and the power of Scripture and the Holy Spirit working through you um, to bring that message to um, that group of students for such a time as last fall.
0: Yeah, and I was there, Orion, and the Lord certainly used you that night to speak, uh, to the students and leaders. And, uh, so thank you for being willing to share that night and, uh, talk about, I know Pastor Margaret will get more into this, but talk about what God's doing right now in your life and, uh, just some other stuff that you would like to share that had an impact on your life spiritually.
1: Well, Maybe before I uh, get into what I'm doing now, something, another big impact that was probably like almost life-changing for me uh, was maybe two or three years ago at a camp called Renew. Mm. And what Renew essentially is, is all the local youth groups, despite denomination and anything, gathered together. There's about 200 of us. We split up into random groups and we do community service for a week and it's fun and impactful, honestly. And there was a sermon uh, that Adrian gave, Adrian Mills. And I listened to it, and afterward, we were in our dorm rooms, kind of. And there was me and two other students who were really impacted by it. And Adrian came down and he prayed with all of us. And at that time, the part that was life-changing was, we talked about almost like mask and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the reason it was impactful for me, because at the time, at school, I wasn't necessarily popular, and I had an older brother before me that kind of was really popular, and kind of, I was stuck in his shadow, almost. And everyone never really knew me as a Ryan, just, oh, you're Christian's little brother. Mm. And at church, it was almost the same way, except with my mother, where people would know me more for Felicidad's son. And uh, after that night, I, I don't know what happened, but obviously the Lord helped me and I started to move out of that. I took up leadership positions in uh, the school where I'd, help, I'd start helping out in clubs I really enjoyed and eventually becoming a like, school class president or something. Uh, and then in church, I started picking up some leadership. So for a while, I'd help out with Jay and I which is, it's pronounced Hotanayi, which is just the Hispanic version of NYI, which is Nazarene Youth International. It would be like a bilingual youth group mm-hmm. that would generally attract more Hispanics just because it felt more attracted to them. So I'd help out a lot with them during their growing years. And uh, now, uh, through those, I now find myself in CR which is Celebrate Recovery and something mm-hmm. that Pastor Margaret helps direct. And I help lead the landing, which is the teen version of CR. And while some, I know some people have asked me like, what we even do, because we're full of teens, and it's a program called Celebrate Recovery, you'd think that teens don't necessarily have a lot of things to recover. But when you think about it, people in those celebrate recovery groups as adults usually had something start as a kid. Mm -hmm. Uh So either we, I kind of think of it that we're doing two things. We're either helping them get over their daily struggles at high school. Some of one of the most hardest times of your life, whether Mm -hmm. you want to admit it or not, because it's just so it's a learning process. You don't exactly know what's happening during those years and sometimes it feels like everyone's out against you. Mm -hmm. So I like to think of it as we're either helping them on their weekly um, troubles or we're at least helping them teach how to good coping habits to go against their hurts, hang-ups, and habits. Mm -hmm. Learning how they can kind of uh, protect themselves and trust in God instead Mm -hmm. of trying to do everything by themselves. And uh, on top of that as well... So my mother still works at the church, and I've started to help the Hispanic ministry. I've uh, started to help them record and stream their Hispanic services onto Facebook. And then on Mondays, I come in and edit the recordings from Sundays uh, to put it on their YouTube and website. So,
2: yeah. That's good. You are getting a lot of experience in some different areas. I give preached, you've had outreach, um, behind the scenes doing sound, um helping with Jay and I. Uh you are one of those people that just jumps in where you're needed um, in CR and I appreciate that. <laughs> um it's been amazing to watch you grow and you know, as you said, you know, children usually in celebrate recovery and I'm one of those people. Those things that happen in childhood you know, that it took me to, you know, what, I was a lot older until I was able to go through all that healing process in Celebrate Recovery and learn a lot about myself. And it's really neat to see um, the students leaning into that and having a place to go and process maybe some of those things at an early age and maybe get a little bit of a head start um, in their recovery. So I really appreciate um, your leadership in that. And it blesses my heart that you're there leading. And I'm going to guess that you've had some healing or you wouldn't believe in the program, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, And you see that as something that is important uh, for you and for other people. So that's good. And I'm not asking you to tell what you need healing from because that's your own personal story. But just sitting here, listening to you, and understanding how God has given you opportunities in these different areas and they all lead to leadership do you see that yeah yeah but it's okay for you to be doing behind the scenes things you're willing to do that because you're doing that to get those uh, messages on facebook live right and that's humility which is really awesome too so with all of these things that you're involved in and being able to speak and, um, being able to lead in different places, even at school. Um, what does that make you think of? Are you leaning in a certain direction as you are now, um, graduated from school? I know you're still in school. Um, anything you want to share with us
1: <laughs> over the summer? I went to a lot of different camps and this is kind of like a segue into, mm-hmm. right? Uh, And I realized a lot of them had a very common theme about the kingdom of the Lord Mm -hmm. and about discipleship and going out. And uh, through, like, I think I went on, like, five different retreats or camps over the summer. And I kind of decided, or maybe not decided, but I felt passionate, I felt called to help lead in youth or Mm -hmm. in ministry but i've always felt like i've led well but i've gotten to a point where a lot of students would come up to me and ask me questions and i've realized like well i don't feel always confident i want to learn more so i've decided i wanted to go for a district license Mm -hmm. in preaching and i am going to be working towards that that's awesome
2: Yeah, I can see, Um, I just see as you've talked today, and I hadn't really, you know, took all those pieces and put them together, but um, God preparing you um, for whatever it is um, ahead, but it looks to me like there is a really good chance that um, leadership is your thing. And the really beautiful part of that is that God called you out of the shadows. Um, You didn't see it coming. It makes me think of David, (laughs) you know, people looked to your brothers, you know, and you felt like you were in the shadow of that, but all of a sudden, here you are, and um, God is using you um, in many different ways, even now, and how old are you?
1: I'm 18.
2: Wow, that's amazing, Um, just to see your um, commitment to the Lord at a young age, and I do want to make, for those listening, it doesn't matter what age uh, we are, we're always at a good age to learn something. And today, we've heard you talk about putting yourself in places at retreats, which for a lot of people, that feels like, you know, out of your comfort zone. You don't maybe want to be vulnerable and share. But you were willing to do that, and that's where God healed you. That's when you began to get beyond yourself and your thoughts about yourself and see yourself as God's child and um, someone that had worth that didn't need to be in a, in another shadow. So I think we can learn from that today that God is... He does call us to things that sometimes are uncomfortable and beyond, most of the time, beyond ourselves. But when we're willing to go there, He meets us in ways that... um we'll probably never meet the Lord if we don't step out of our comfort zone. Um, So I appreciate that about you.
0: Yeah, oh, Ryan, I just want to echo uh, some of what Pastor Margaret said just about your willingness to follow God's call, whatever area He might have you in, whether that be ministry, or ministry doesn't always have to be in the church. It can be out in the world. So whatever He's calling you to in whatever area of ministry, and Um, Certainly being willing to serve wherever you're needed, whether that be in CR or helping behind the scenes uh, with uh, the Facebook stuff you mentioned with uh, the Spanish service or uh, serve with the Spanish youth or whatever other areas he's using you in. Um, It's just cool to see. uh, And like the Bible says, you're not too young to be used by God. So, And I was also thinking about David, Pastor Margaret, when you were... Um, talking about you know David being in the shadow of his brothers and Orion you were talking about how in school you felt like you were in the shadow of your brothers or here at church being in your mom's shadow so uh, yeah it's just uh, encouraging to hear your testimony and I actually um, that was the first I had heard you say that you were going for a district license um, for preaching through the Nazarene church that's cool to hear and exciting and You certainly have the gift to do whatever God calls you to do. So uh, what else would you like to share with us about what God's doing in your life?
1: Well, I'm currently at Blue Ridge Community College, which helps me stay local and save a lot of money, honestly. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, since at a young age, I've always been passionate about creating things. And one of the outlets I always seemed caught or looked into most was engineering. And um, that's something I'm currently studying. And yeah, that's, that's kind of my life a little outside of the church. And I'm curious to see what's going to happen there.
2: And now you're working too. Tell us about your job. This, tell us about what you do on the weekends.
1: I am currently working at a steak and shake on JMU campus. So it's another college campus that I don't even get to go to. (laughs) But uh, I work 32 hours a week. So I work eight hours on Wednesday and then eight hours on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm -hmm. And those hours can vary anywhere from 8 a.m. to 4 a.m.
2: I'm sure working on the college campus... On weekends is probably an experience in itself
1: especially this past weekend was a uh, football game Uh uh-huh so that was always busy
2: yeah so I'm sure that um, as you work there and build some relationships you'll have opportunities um, there um, to probably share some things too so that's really great to see that you're just engaging the community um, through the community college through Um, your job. And I believe that God gives us um, divine appointments in those places. And we meet people that maybe will impact and maybe they'll impact us. Um, So it'll be exciting um, to hear how that goes over the next weeks and months. So Orion, um, you've talked about your uh, mom working here at the church. And I know for a fact, um, because I had two kids that were growing up over the years that I worked here, and there were days that they could not wait until they got a driver's license, so they didn't have to wait for me um, to go home. And you've already spoken to the fact that you'd sometimes get here about 8, and you wouldn't leave until 2. So I know that there were probably days that you weren't that happy about being here that long. But the fact is that is a part of your story. I wonder today if there's something, because your mom has put a lot of hours in around here, um, I wonder if there's something that, that you might wanna share of how um, she has, her life has affected yours for Christ. Just anything that you wanna share about that.
1: So um, when my mom started working here, uh, me and my brothers honestly struggled a little, because mm-hmm. we'd feel like my mom was kind of like a workaholic, mm-hmm. and it'd feel like she'd never be home sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, some of, we started realizing that it does make her happy mm-hmm. working in the church, and we started to adapt and figure out ways we can spend with her. Mm. So, one of the things I've done is also helping out here. Mm-hmm on Mondays I hang out with my mother but uh when I was younger we would when she got home she would cook for us Mm -hmm. and it would of course make her tired working all these hours and then coming home to seem to work for your family
0: Mm
1: -hmm. but uh me and my older brother would uh, two different times when he left I learned a bit more but uh we started learning how to cook or hanging out with her, mm-hmm. and she'd like we'd be her kind of like little assistant <laughs> cooking in the kitchen. And uh, yeah, and through that, we got to be with her a lot more. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially with me, it's made me feel a lot more comfortable mm-hmm. talking to with her or just questioning things with her. And uh, a lot of things I would question would be sometimes just theology.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And through her kind of just questioning and bouncing off ideas off each other, we discussed, like, stuff like Wesleyism, Calvinism, Mm -hmm. Catholics, the Islamic religion. Mm -hmm. I'd I'd learn all these things. And something as well, like, if she got the chance to see me before I left somewhere, and if, like, we had the time, she would uh, stop us and, like, a quick little prayer to kind of just bless us on our way. Mm. And she'd do that a lot.
2: Yeah, that's powerful. Um, I was witness to that one day in her office. You were getting ready to leave, and she real quick grabbed you, prayed over you, and that impacted me. Um, it just it was a precious moment just to see um, a busy mom working but taking time to stop and pray for her son before he went out. Um, to get in the car um, to go somewhere and I think that can challenge um, those listening today that um, just the power of prayer and what it means to just stop it doesn't have to be a five-minute prayer it doesn't have to be a half hour just having a short prayer and acknowledging God in the day and um, praying that covering over children is uh, just a powerful gift And I'm glad that you've had that. Um, And those listening today, it might be something that you want to start with your children, and it doesn't matter what age they are. Um, And even if they are maybe a little uncomfortable with it, um, it will be something that they'll never forget. So, yeah, thanks for um, sharing that uh, with us today. I think it could change a lot of homes if um, people realize the power that that has in itself prayer but then um, even cooking and finding places of engagement when family is busy. Yeah you taught us a few things today so thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us today Orion and uh, thank you for all that you do and um, your servant's heart and uh, that is leadership but uh, thank you for joining Pastor Margaret and I today and being willing to share your testimony for Front Porch Talks. Uh, thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I pray that Orion Lucas' testimony has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.